Jeff, are you All pumped? Right. You ready? All right, y'all ready? Okay, no you crying. Ready, Jeff. I don't I mean even whining. I mean, I mean no actual crying. I don't even know what was said on the instant reaction. You didn't listen to the instant reaction? No, I wanted to, but I never get time. It didn't go out last night like it was supposed to. Well, whose fault was that? Jason's. You went to sleep after the game. <laughs> he could log in and get the damn thing. Well, if Jason could stay it. up till 5 a.m. to do it, you could stay awake to get the download. No. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. What's up, Houdat Nation, and welcome to the Dome Patrol United Saints Podcast. What's up, Houdat Nation, and thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. And really, what is there left to say? Uh, How many weeks of creative and colossal failure does a team have to endure before something dramatic is done this team is well past crisis mode the implosion last night against the bucks was disappointing however not surprising there are several ifs and buts within this game and they're the same ifs and buts that we've dealt with all year i can't not remember the last time we've seen this level of dysfunction in the saints organization but it's got to be reaching a tipping point so put your seatbelts on keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times and enjoy the show on tonight's show we have scott just Jessly. It's James and Wesley. <laughs> we have Scott. Well, I guess I guess Wesley. we gotta announce something to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Scott James and Wesley, welcome to the show. Jason's got the night off because he's getting his tooth cleaned. Uh so or his cavity cleaned. Really? So uh <laughs> some of the Saints might need some cavities cleaned. Marking that out. Be getting a cavity filled, but let's not go into that. Yeah, so, I mean, you all did the instant reaction immediately last night, and we're recording this the next day, so it is a little, still kind of instanty feeling. I don't know, it doesn't feel like enough time has passed to truly decompress from this and let cooler heads prevail, or are there no cooler heads? I mean, this was a repeat of the last, you know, of five of the last seven weeks, so I'm not sure that there's anything to like let settle set in right we needed a couple hours because some people got excited in the first you know 57 minutes of the game that we were gonna win (laughs) um just like just like five of the last seven weeks we got this we got um but i'm not sure we had to be a big rebound like it's it's just it's the part it's the par for the course this isn't really yeah a new thing just a new it's a new way of doing it (laughs) <laughs> right. well that's why i said like, it's creative ways to fuck it up i mean this offense is just they fi- like they finally gave you a little bit to believe in by driving down the field but they never could convert those drives into touchdowns the defense gave them turnovers and they couldn't convert them into touchdowns and then i mean this team in third downs what is it like every single third if i if fan would have let me bet on the the saints are going to fuck this third down up one way or the other i'd be a millionaire 
because it seems like every single third down, maybe with the exception of two, it's either an incomplete pass, a dropped pass, a stupid play call that results in a half a yard, uh, or even if they got it, then there's a flag that's going to bring it back. Like there's or, or never how a about, fucking third how about down that works for one. this team. How about the most important one where we actually do the perfect play call and the person that's the play is too is wide open, which is going to be a definite first down. And our quarterback at the last second decides he's going to go off script and throw a quick slant yeah. pass to Marquez Callaway. Yeah. I mean, who I mean, hasn't played since the fucking Rams game? Like, I mean, it's don't hasn't don't throw it to your number he's one pick. He's been inactive for Kevin yes. White to play. I mean, don't throw it to your number one pick. Don't throw it to, uh, you know, Shaheed. Well, to be to be fair, the I play mean, was it, drawn up for Adam Prentice, <laughs> but <laughs> but Adam Prentice was wide open for an easy first down. That wasn't the only play that Andy Dalton threw it to the wrong guy. No, no, that was where the actual right guy was wide the fuck open. I mean, the one where he overthrew Adam Troutman, which again should almost be impossible. The and Adam Troutman was open. I don't want to say Adam Troutman. Was, the yeah. other three receivers running routes were way more open, right, and further downfield. Oh, he was overthrowing a lot of p- passes last night. I, I mean, when we talked about it yesterday, it's gonna it kind of sucks because I mean somebody that's an Andy Dalton supporter could watch this game and be like, well, he threw the big 40 yard pass. It was a terrible throw. It was so, and they could go, Oh, you know, he went off script. Short, and he threw the touchdown, to Taysom, shoulder, Hill. The touchdown every... to Taysom Hill was a terrible throw. And yeah. they go, well, you know, Olave dropped the ball. Yes. And it was probably the best throw of the season. So, I mean, there's excuses for Andy Dalton fans. Landry should have caught a touchdown. Not Olave should have caught. But outside of those two passes that for some reason, his two best passes weren't caught. The, the rest of he right. played a pretty and then the taste well, that's like pass, saying like i, I can't I be mad at Taysom for dropping that the finish line never mind that i ran into 13 buildings killed seven <laughs> people knocked over some fire hydrants and dragged a dog behind it i mean you know like, <laughs> yeah you, you sure you, you got the ball over the goal line once or twice you got it in the receiver's hands once or twice but overall your performance sucked i mean not sucked but it wasn't good it's, it's almost as if the receivers are not used to having the ball thrown to them in the right place. <laughs> Maybe. that's Because the, the ones that were dropped were the ones that were in the right place. Or how many sacks did he take because he held the ball too long? I mean, you know the blitz is coming. Or do you? Well, one of them wasn't even like really a bl- I mean, he just held the ball forever. And then before yeah. getting sacked, decided to step back two extra yards instead of just taking the sack. He steps back only and takes the sack. He, only once do I remember he threw it away correctly. Yep. And I mean, the one where, uh, was it Hurst, went step to the outside where he yep. should have come to the inside to cover the guy in the seam. Like, that I won't blame Andy for. Although, shouldn't he have quick passed that? Like, you, I mean, again, if, you should if be Hurst able to went into that guy, then Kamara would have had to come even further to get right, the, right. the, like the defensive like, end. So, and, but even even Dalton, he should have known that Hurst was if Hurst was to do what he was supposed to do, the guy on the outside was going to get to him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No matter what, somebody was coming at you within two seconds. And and again, I don't want to act like I have any idea what pre-snap calls are. And I was, but Andy Dalton did look at Alvin Kamara, point at that direction, right there, somewhere between the the guard and tackle, pointed right there to where the guy came from. And Kamara did try to come over and get him, but. Andy Dalton knew that guy was coming and there was less people. So again, at least throw the ball away. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and, and so the big thing Kamara, we talked about so last who, night, Jeff, is that it's after every game 
Like I might go, oh, we lost because of this one play. And Jason might go, we might, we, oh, we lost because of this one play. James will say the same thing. You'll say it's disgusting. And we're all five talking about different plays. That we, and, and this and, game and last night happened right. that way. And we're all correct. That's the problem is that we're all correct. And so that doesn't, that means a hundred percent. It wasn't because of one play. It's because the team is just destined to lose and has a, I mean, it seems like we've taken this a winning culture, which no matter who got injured and what happened and who we're against, there was a winning culture here it's in gone. less than 12 months. It's gone. And we are a losing culture that finds extravagant ways Dude, to in lose less games. than eight months. It was gone. It was gone before the season fucking started. It's because our, our coach is a loser. Like he, he hasn't won more than four games in any season. He's coached. right. Right. Dennis Allen has already reached his max win capacity for a single season. And again, I, I get it. Like, there's only so many times you can blame it on like lots of players and lots of penalties. You know, if we say that, oh, well, it's Ryan Ramchek's fault this season because he's gotten penalties. That's right. But you know what? We're not getting rid of Ryan Ramchek. And oh, well, it's Alvin Kamara's fault because he's fumbled. And, you know, our most veteran, one of our most veteran offensive players stepped out of bounds instead of getting a first down. There's something going on with the mentality of this team. They're not about focused. What they fight for, what they're focused on. Um, I guarantee you, if we could dig, dig into it, there's a difference in the focus of what we talk about preparing for games every week and what's important. Sean Payton was known for those details. I mean, he talked about the fucking cleats. I guarantee you Dennis Allen hadn't talked about the cleats all year. And maybe he shouldn't talk about cleats, but there's something in that minutia of letting people focus on these details so they can do their job. Is it, Um, do you think that Dennis Allen, that he's just not, in him to be able to think like that or is he overwhelmed no he's Uh, a not he's a loser he's not a head coach he's a substitute teacher that's teaching the class he's a defensive coordinator that's what he is that's all he's good at a defensive coordinator he is not a head coach i i and i I hate doing this because i don't want to say that everybody should do it because sean payton i think is one of the best three nfl coaches on the planet like of everybody he's one of the best guys of billions of people there's like maybe one or two guys that are better than him. So, so, it, and, and he fucking quit. So fuck him. But like, so I don't know how fair it is to compare like, Oh, well, Sean to this. I just know that Dennis Allen's not doing any of those things. It's right. And it should be impossible to tell me that the what? coach, a coach, one single coach is worth four wins in a season. That should be impossible. No. And that's the thing. I'm not, nobody's asking him to be Sean Payton, right? We are asking him to be a competent an average, not even average. He's not even yeah. average. He's not even average. And then like, to be able to, 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 that's what I think is everybody's just frustrated with is like a, anybody, even who's not a football fan, can see certain things, maybe not everything, but certain things that's like, huh, if I were in charge, I'd at least address this. If he's not doing that, we don't know if he's trying to do that or not. We don't, I mean, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but, but, the fact that you're seeing the same problem every single week, you have to believe that he's either not addressing it or he is ineffective in addressing it. And both of those situations means that he shouldn't be an NFL head coach. Now, the only other thing is it the, the defense is playing great. The defense is not the problem. The offense is limp. It's flaccid. It's, it's impotent. So is that a Pete? I said it last week. Is it a Pete Carmichael problem? Is it 
is he incapable of calling plays? I mean, I brought the question up in our WhatsApp chat last night during the game, and I still think that I, I think there's a little bit to Camara. Like, I yeah, maybe they're calling poor plays for him, but he's supposed to be alien. He's supposed to be able to make anything work. He's not. He gets like one or two yards per carry. He's not playing inspired. He's not trying to me. And uh, granted, why should he? I mean, is it that or is it the offensive line? I mean, do we actually have an offensive line problem? Like, why is the offense, how is the offense this bad? We're handing the ball to Kamara in the backfield and telling him to run between the centre and the right tackle, right guard or centre and the left guard. That's 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 about as imaginative as the run game's got in the past few weeks. Not even Kamara in the league at that. The Saints are running into the backside of your offensive line. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks well, are really good against no, the No, somebody run. posted really on, in reply to one of Nick Underhill's tweets today, and they posted a, a stat that where the eight Saints are like the rank, their offensive line is ranked number one in the league for those pushes up the middle. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't watch the season and tell you that I think our offensive line is a reason we're losing games. Even with the injuries and all, I, yeah, I just can't. I, mean, I don't know if I, I'm asking questions. I'm not saying it is. So, yeah, like, Sean Payton. But like, why is Sean, why is Kamara unable to run the ball? Sean Payton, when winning or tied, has gone. It went for on fourth and one or fourth and two. I think it was like twenty, 20 out of 20, twenty of twenty three times. Yeah, and I, and our coach in the same situation kicks field goals. He's done it zero times out of five. Zero, zero times. Like that's a losing mentality. That's a. Jim well, that's Hazlitt, a de- that's a defensive Carl coach Smith. that is. I'm going to play field position at all times, no matter what. That's. I mean, that's just what that that definitely comes down to. Yeah, he's just not. A no, it is. It's because he's a defensive coach. He doesn't. It's not in him to take the risks that Peyton would have taken or other offensive coaches would take. I mean, I just don't. I just. Well, I, it I, also I, like. And again, it's Jeff, what you were just saying about like, though, there's people like I can do a better job. And I, I'm not saying I can do a better job at being the head coach than Dennis Allen. I will say that I watch our play calling and I just I'm not saying that I should be the offensive coordinator. I just think that somebody else should be calling the plays because it our play calling's weird when halfway through the season, you know, we, we see a stat that the Saints go for like on Second down, they run the ball after an incompletion. And then on third down, they throw it again 90% of the time. That's that's astounding. And, I mean, we've shown that we're not successful with it, so we're not changing. And then I keep getting – I don't know what I expect Dennis Allen or to say, but after, like, six or seven games, he was saying, like, things we need to do to fix it that sounded like they would be sad after two games. And now here we are – 12, 13 games in, and he's saying things that sound like they should be said after week five. It's just, you know, it's just, it's weird. I'd, there seems to be no sense of urgency. And he sits there and says, like, oh, everybody knows what's at stake. Well, well, do they? I mean, because none of them played like it, or not none of them, but some of them look like the message wasn't given to them. And, and they need to know moving forward that there's nothing at stake. I mean, it's, there's nothing at stake or to play for now except for some sort of pride. And if, if you're telling me that at four and eight, they weren't doing that now at four and nine, they're going to try harder. I, Tony I just, Dungy it, sent this tweet last night. 
Somebody will have to tell me what the Saints were thinking in the last five minutes of the game. Running out of bounds, short on first down, throwing incomplete on third and one, single covering Evans for 40-yard pass interference, second down sack, very strange decision-making. So other coaches are realizing and seeing that this doesn't make sense. What's what going if, on? What if Mark Ingram gets suspended for a year because they find out that he bet on the game last night? He would, It's suspended for life. <laughs> Does he really have a year left? Does he have any games? I mean, I don't. Why is he going to play ever he again? He didn't even have last night left. Here, here's what I'll tell you. So, and if they want to say he got hurt if, running the ball, if if Ingram was was injured on the play, and again, if he was injured, just fall down, fall forward, game over. Um, yeah. But the if Ingram was injured, if on that exact same play you take Ingram out and you hand the ball to Dwayne Washington, the game's over. Dwayne Washington gets the first down by just going forward instead of running out of bounds. I mean, it's and so some of that comes down to coaching. If if a you know whatever thirty three year old running back is injured and could barely get off the ground and could barely get back to the sideline, and you're putting him into the game three minutes later with the entire game on the line, maybe that's a dumb decision. They're, they they were they finished that game last night playing Carl Smith play not to lose they didn't play to win the game they played not to lose and it goes back to they have no backbone they have no balls they have no confidence they don't have like you said it's that sean payton called sean payton would have never punted that ball on fourth and one he no. would have never punted that ball number one the, the other thing is i mean and i'm sure it's been nailed like you beat it's a dead horse beaten you're talking about ingram if they knew he was injured why the fuck did they put him into the game at such a critical moment are you telling me you didn't have any other play? Which, unless like they they really are that unorganized to where they don't know what they're doing, so they you know they're making a, they're rushing, and it's like we got to hurry up and call something. I don't know, just call this play, Ingram, get in there, because because I can't. I mean, Alvin, Alvin Kamara would have walked to the first down on that play. Dwayne Washington would have right. walked to the first down on that play. I mean, Rashid Shahid would have. He only goes a sprint. So he was sprinting to the first down on that play. It's it just with, with what happened to Ingram two plays before that, where he went down holding his knee and looked like he was done for the game. It just baffles me that he was back in. Now that's, he went into the medical tent, didn't he? They checked him out. He must've said he was okay. Tested it. Clearly not. Jeez. I mean, do you, I mean, is is it getting bad enough to where like, could Dennis Allen be fired before the end of the season? I don't think so. It's not that bad. I, I just I think it, I think it's. I don't sends, think he's going to get fired at all. Not that, I, not. I a, think, he'll coach again next year for the Saints. He'll be the head coach for the Saints next year. I think it sends way too bad of a message to whoever the next coach might be. Um, I think we need to we we don't need a good coach out there that doesn't know about our team and hasn't watched our games to go. Well, this person was injured. Andy Dalton was their quarterback. What kind of unrealistic expectations do they have? They fired Dennis Allen for losing. Anybody would have lost. I mean, without no, knowing, I think, I think a good watching our games, I think they need to make it would... look like they thought about it in the offseason and came to a to to hire the next I, coach, I, whoever that is. You got to make you got to make this still appealing. I don't know. I think you just fire him because you you're making a statement that I think you should make, which is we will not tolerate this type of culture. We will not tolerate this this ineffectiveness. I mean, this, what 
it's not about the injuries. The problem isn't the injuries. The problem is the culture. The problem is that the, 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 the entire atmosphere and everything that they're doing, it's not about, again, like, yes, you, you injuries can, are a you part can get of that the same thing by cutting year. Mark Ingram and starting Jameis Winston. Get what? A winning that same kind of win. We, we're we're going to compete. We're here to win. Like, this isn't over. You can get that same thing or, and this isn't allowed. I don't you, think you, you cut can. You cut Mark Ingram, you announce Jameis Winston starting. And I mean, at least you have some players that are bought back in to, uh, you know, give effort. Does this go back as far as the decision to make Dalton the quarterback when they decided to make Dalton the quarterback? Was that not a sign of the towel kind of being thrown in? I think making Dalton the quarterback when they did was actually too late. I think you're, you're, you're not going back far enough, James. They should have made Dalton the quarterback before the Tampa Bay game, the first Tampa Bay game. And he should have played in that Tampa game. Somebody should have told Jameis, no, Jameis, you are too injured to play. Um, and I don't think, I mean, to be fair, James, I don't think from what we've heard, they didn't make Dalton the starter after the 10 hour flight to London, Jameis got off the plane, like barely able to walk and move. Um, the, the flight just did terrible things to his back and foot. He should have been exercising like Russell Wilson. So he, I, I, I don't know if that was even a decision. Um, now, I mean, one of two things, they either should have gone to Dalton earlier or both things. They should have gone to Dalton earlier when Jameis was hurt. They also should have gone back to Jameis earlier when Jameis well, was showing he could move around. Going and, to Dalton earlier would have made sure that Jameis recovered so, in a real yeah. t- You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you couldn't go back to Jameis sooner because he got further injured playing against Tampa. Does does and, he tear his foot up if he doesn't have four broken bones in his back that he's and, maybe and see, running or prancing around funny? In that instance, too, it goes back to the Mark Ingram play where Jameis is like, I want to play and you keep him in, and he gets hurt more. Same thing with Mark Ingram. He says, I'm okay, I want to play. And then what happens? He can't get a first sound. Like, it's the same thing. Like, why are we listening to co- – To I know our doctors suck, but why are we listening to players instead of the doctors? And see, the issue long-term is if you don't fire Allen now – okay, let's let's go through – if Dalton starts the last four games of the season, would y'all agree that Jameis probably isn't coming back next year? I already think Jameis isn't coming back okay. next year. So Jameis doesn't come back next year, which means you're going to need to get a quarterback. How many times have you seen teams, coaches, draft a quarterback, the coach gets fired, the new coach comes in and can't work with that quarterback? He's like, he's not my quarterback. I don't know. And okay. then you're setting us back another two or three years, so they find another quarterback. Like it happens all the but, time. I've seen it before. I mean, it probably happens just as much as somebody gets a new quarterback and a new coach, I, and they work out great and win the Super Bowl in five years. I mean, that, I don't know if that's. I, no, I've seen it happen the other way around a lot more. The, I mean, the, we've got enough negative things that have happened to to be negative about to to imagine a negative future. That. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need to get rid of Allen now before you bring in another quarterback. You need to bring in a coach, an offensive minded coach. That knows what the fuck they're looking yeah. for when they get a new quarterback, not a defensive mind of coach who's just going to take any slap dick he sees on the board. I don't I don't know if we need an offensive or defensive coach. I don't I mean, I, I would want an offensive coach, but I don't know about that. What I'll say is I think and I'll still stand by this of what our theory was of what would happen, which was we have a team that Sean Payton coached a lot of and we're bringing in some veterans. And if we can keep things status quo and the defense just getting the, the same or getting better that's our best path to relevancy because our division's going to suck this year and the way to do that is to keep things as similar as possible and keep dennis allen as the coach all that makes sense in theory 
But if you say now, okay, that didn't work. We now need to, over the next couple of years, rebuild, lose a lot of people, get a new, a lot of new people, get a new quarterback and all that. You can't tell me Dennis Allen's the best guy for building the young new team and inspiring them and teaching them the details of football and how to focus during the week. He's not that guy. And, no, he's definitely not. And, 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 and looking you're... back, I can say I was wrong about it with, with him being able to keep the ball rolling. But, I, but I, I agree with the theory of the theory of it makes sense. We're losing the guy that's been here for 15 years. Let's keep the guy that's been here almost as long and, and keep it going. And just, you know, we don't even have to be as good as when Peyton was here because our division is going to be terrible and the NFC is bad this year. Let's just get in the tournament and see what happens. That, that all makes perfect sense. It still to this day makes sense. And I can't explain why we're so bad. That doesn't work for next year. And Dennis Allen isn't the coach for a rebuild, even if it's a soft rebuild. Because you're 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 rebuilding with a coach who has who's building a losing culture instead of one that's building a winning oh, culture. He's built it. And that's and that's gonna carry over to the players who aren't on this team now who will come to this team in the future, either be free agent or the draft. And that is hard. I mean, look how long it took the Saints to to build a win, you know, get a coach, find the right coach to build a winning culture. Yeah, the, it's the, not the, easy. The thing that you can look at it both ways, depending if you want to be positive or negative right now, which I'm sure everybody, I know how they feel. There's a positive thing of saying there's most likely, and I, I, I believe hundred percent, but most likely our division's worse next year than it is this year. The no team's going to have a quarterback. If any of the teams do get a, semi-competent quarterback they're going to run away with this division and next year the nfc quite possibly is not gonna be but just our division let's focus on that our division will be worse next year than this year brady's gonna be gone no telling what kind of gets torn down in tampa bay carolina atlanta are gonna be awful so the the team you could get excited and go we don't even have to do a full rebuild we just got a couple of pieces and you just hit on actually what we thought Dalton, the, the peak Dalton could be. I mean, again, Teddy Bridgewater, you just thought, I'm just throwing out a name. I'm not saying I don't know how Teddy's going to play. I haven't seen him play in a year and a half now, I guess. But somebody like that that can just get the ball to Olave, get the ball to Juwan Johnson, get the ball to Alvin Kamara in space. And you're like, that kind of makes sense. And our defense isn't going to take a huge step back. I mean, some of these young guys, our cornerbacks and linebackers look like studs. I mean, that are developing. So you can talk yourself into that again, but I, they need the right leader and somebody to make the right decisions and to inspire them and keep them focused. There's, there's no part of Dennis Allen at any point throughout the season where you've listened to him talk, where you think he's a guy I want to run through a brick wall for. Well, and we haven't heard a single player if all this stuff, all this craziness and these players getting asked hard questions, not a single player has come out and said, Hey, quick question. Our coach. He's, he's a good coach. He's been telling us what we need to do. It's the players on the field. The players are fumbling. The, the, the players are doing the terms. The players ran out. I mean, nobody's been just standing up of leave Dennis Allen alone. And you do hear that with other teams in bad situations that are losing. You hear people standing up for their coaches and standing up for their fellow players. This team's not doing that. Carr, Carr was standing up for his coach in Vegas. 100% said, said we love that guy. I mean, nobody's saying that about DA. Man, we missed out. Man, Dan Campbell was the Sean Payton disciple that we should have kept and 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 promoted. Man, I love what he's doing in Detroit. But to the 
I guess to whoever's credit, you also don't yet hear players throwing Dennis Allen under the bus. Like they, they might like their silence or, or they're not saying it is saying it, but they're not actually like so far we haven't, I don't, I'm not aware of any players coming out saying I've had it with this coach. It's he's the problem. He's the, I mean, other than what maybe the Camara interview that he did midway through the season where he did compare to Dennis Allen to Sean Payton, the Kyler Murray, our system is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. that. Yeah. Now, but I also, I will say that it balances out that the players have, none of the players have played well enough to be able to do that. I mean, there's like three players. I mean, Alvin Kamara can't do it. He's fumbled four times. Um, I mean, so any of the players that would might come out and, I mean, they've also made their mistakes because it's been spread out evenly with everybody not being good. So, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I guess if uh, Pete Werner maybe could have done it, um, but he's been injured enough. I mean, if if Lattimore had stayed healthy, maybe you get that. And that's probably a, a CJ Gardner Johnson is probably the player that does that. If he, you know, had, had survived, uh, you know, the chaos he was causing. Some of that's probably just respect because we do build a good team of respectful people who want right. to. It's the right you know, kind of guy so that we have. We we have that cult, some of that culture left over with the right people. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry's just not a dickhead. He's just not going to come and go like I've wasted the season with Dennis Allen sucking as a coach. He just he's just not the guy that's going to do it. Yo, speaking of Jarvis Landry, now Michael Thomas on the other hand, man, yeah. fuck him. He's yeah he, he he's gonna try and be at least the uh, at least humble enough to get his money or however much money he can the most and figure out a way to work that out. Dude, Michael Thomas hasn't been on this team for three years, collecting a paycheck. He he's just as bad as Junior Gallette. This guy is fucking stupid. <laughs> Well, that's extreme. Well, I mean, that's, except that yeah, he didn't beat somebody sure with a belt on a beach. He needs one. to whip somebody with a belt on a beach first. Or he's just as together. erratic on Twitter. He's here just to steal a bunch of money from the organization I mean, without he, playing. He, I mean, the only difference is that he didn't beat somebody ends. with a belt on a beach. That's where the similarity ends. Well, where does it need to begin or end with you to, to make the comparison? Look, I mean, I, it's a very small sample size from this season. But he won us. didn't have the talent that Michael Thomas has. He, he, no. he won us the one game at the start of the season, yeah. him and Jameis Winston. They they won us that, that game. A lot of good that did. But if he hadn't got injured, I, I, it, ifs and bots, isn't it? Ifs and bots. If he hadn't faked his injury. I mean, all right. So <sighs> this team is like, it, it's appropriate that we blew the lead that we had. Because we are essentially Atlanta Falcons bad at this point. Didn't I say that like two weeks ago, or was it last week? I said we are the week. new Atlanta Falcons. We're the new Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And everybody we, said you were we, being a little dramatic. You're not being yeah. dramatic. Well, no, it's just because we said we didn't have it. a big enough lead. <laughs> <laughs> the game wasn't big enough. We needed. <laughs> it wasn't important enough. Thirteen points. 13 Although it points was Tom Brady. Right now, and I will say again, like it's not the story of the game, but. I, the, 
Scott, you asked Goodell and the officiating crew to call off the dogs. I don't believe they called off the dogs. There were a couple of plays of flags last night that should have been called on Tampa that were not to help them out. And there were a couple that should not have been called on us that were. Well, that's the Brady effect, too. You add, you know, the refs plus Brady, and that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, well, I, did, right. I did text y'all what, like, I don't know, we 301, we were still up by 13, but I think with five minutes left in the game, I was like, I think that we should be up by more than two scores and we should have been, but like, I was just getting the feeling that we were going to need to be up by more than two scores. Like, and again, this goes, no matter how bad your team plays, no matter how bad it's ran, no matter all that, the momentum, having a good quarterback who doesn't freak out when pressure's on or when somebody's in their face, it (laughs) shit makes a difference. The probability wise, at three minutes, we were up by 13. We were 98.7. Like, yeah, it was like 98.7% chance that we were going to win the game. Yep. And we lost. I'd All love right. to see what that graph said before the Ingram play and after the Ingram play, because I think that would have seen the start of the change. No, okay. it, was, it was before that when we were up by 13. It was the. Yeah, this was game. like. That was Ingram was like at six minutes. This was yeah, like the, the Ingram minutes. one was in like the the high the sixties, high 60s, 65 to sixty nine percent, something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's enough of that. Thank you. Let's talk about something a little more positive. Pickums. positive for me because i went five and oh <laughs> and too bad jason's not here because he went oh and five which is classic jason yeah which has flipped the standings again on their ear i don't know anyway jay is in first place i am right behind him in second place uh actually tied for second with the mailman then comes big easy guys john drummer james jason mystical klein tom ensign Wesley, Jambalaya Brothers, Mark Brennan, Scott, and that is our winning side. Now we go to the losing side. You got Sands Hobbs, Paul Perrette, Ali Gibbs, Ben, Neil, Trevor Bruno, Christian Mino, Farmer, PX Saver, Wayno. So that is the uh, Pickham so stand. You were you were five and zero. Oh, Jason was zero oh and five. There yeah. are three other people here oh, that you. Could I mean, say it doesn't matter. You uh, yeah. to know what I scored. Yeah. Oh, you were all three and two. Thank you. All three of you. Oh, is this your equivalent of Scott posting that he's winning the fantasy football league in Discord? He wants people to know that he had a three and two. Yes, this is exactly the same thing. (laughs) All right. First game. Who's doing these? Wesley, you? Yep. Uh, First game is going to be the Minnesota Vikings against the Detroit Lions. Um, Minnesota is favored by two and a half. I'm going with. Roll it with Dan Vance. In Detroit or in Minnesota? In Detroit. It is in Detroit. I am taking Detroit. Detroit is going to be the team that beats Minnesota. The third team that beats Minnesota. Yeah. 
I want to take Detroit, but it's a division game. I do think it'll be close, but I think the Vikings probably win by three, and the spread's two and a half, so I'm going to go Vikings. Well, the Vikings are getting two and a half anyway, so. Oh, the Vikings are get. wait, the Vikings are getting two and a half? Mm-hmm. Oh, then give me the Vikings. Are you sure about that? That's what it says. No, Detroit minus two and a half, yeah. Okay, well, then definitely give me the Vikings. Same here. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings. Did y'all see the Detroit game? Yeah, but um, they were Kirk Cousins Jackson, just though. had like the worst game of his career. He's going to come back from that, and Justin Jefferson will probably go insane. Um, next game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are leading the NFC, playing in a division game at the New York Giants. The Philadelphia Eagles are favored by seven. Giants have fallen off a cliff a bit in the last few weeks, haven't they? Um, I mean, they just tied. Um, but then the year before that, they lost to the Cowboys. Well, I and wish Lions. the Saints could tie. That would be great. It'd be like a great victory. Right. Kind of like okay. yeah, I'm seven's a lot, but I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Eagles too. Yeah, I think I'm they the um too. they put one on Tennessee this week, didn't they? Yeah. Make it a AJ Brown revenge game. All right, next we have the Miami Dolphins um, coming off a um, loss to the 49ers where the 49ers were starting a guy that doesn't play quarterback in the NFL. We're not starting Bosa. playing him. But um, his last name's Bosa. Well, must be good then. Um, playing the Los Angeles Chargers of the next Sean Payton era. Um, the Chargers are getting three points. The game is in Los Angeles. I'm That's going a Sunday night game, by the way. Jeez, I'm going Miami. Tough. I'm going Miami. What is there something wrong with Miami? No, no. I mean, they, they nothing's wrong with them. I think two is it's a it's game. I think two is going to ball. The Chargers are garbage right now. It, the Chargers are so hard to take late in the season. Every year, they always burn you. I'll yeah, also Miami, take the please. Dolphins. But you know, I'm gonna take the points in this one. I just want the Chargers to lose so they bid higher for Sean Payton. <laughs> is there is it possible to, for Sean Payton to look any more valuable than just what a, a team that's better maybe than that's last the same year strategy. on the roster? I mean, it's just it's, but maybe that's the same strategy. Like, look how driving up the value of that him. guy. I mean, yeah. if, if you told me the coach was worth four or five wins, he'd get paid 30 million a year. Dude, Ingram did that for the team. <laughs> He wasn't betting. He's driving up the value of Sean Payton so that we can have a first-round pick next year. The next game, we have... Oh, wait, who did James take? Miami. Miami. The next game, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, They are playing in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is favored by two and a half. You heard that right. Pittsburgh is favored by two and a half. Well, Lamar is going to be out. Lamar Jackson's injured, isn't he? Yeah. Man, that's a tough one with Lamar being hurt. Who's our backup? Brett Hundley. Tyler Hundley. Hundley. Tyler, Brett, one of Brett. them. Tyler, Brett. One of the Hundley boys. Um, It's at Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Correct. Give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, Tyler Hundley. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Ravens still. Yeah, I don't think Pittsburgh's that good. I'm going to stick with the Ravens. 
I'll also uh, stick with the Ravens. Take some points. All right. And last, we have our shitty game of the week. Here we go. I got a piece of shit car That fucking pile of shit Never gets me very far My car We have the Jacksonville Jaguars We'll be heading to a little place called Nashville um, Playing the Tennessee Titans The Tennessee Titans are favored by three and a half points How's that Derrick Henry running game supposed to treating you? Last week Jaguars coming off a 40 in my fantasy team. To the Lions. <laughs> uh, Tennessee, please. Yeah, I'll take Tennessee. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think Jacksonville's going to hit rock bottom. Uh, we'll ah, Trevor Lawrence got hurt, didn't he? But Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. He'll, he'll yeah, be all right. He, he went back hurt, in and played. He went back right. in and played the rest of the game. But I'll take the Titans. All right. So we're all taking Tennessee. Correct. All right, there's your picks. You want to review them? That is our pickums. We have Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit minus two and a half. We have Philadelphia at the New York Giants. Giants plus seven. Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. Los Angeles Chargers plus three. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. And then Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee minus three and a half. And those are our pickums. You can send them in on Twitter at. Uh, don't patrol pcast.com z slash for no, slash tweet us semicolon hashtag pickums. how many colons a full colon or semi-colon? semi colon semi semi full <laughs> like ate breakfast tacos but didn't have the hash browns got it all right uh well there's no game to preview which is why we Woo-hoo! skipped it so uh let's get into final thoughts uh, as a game, as a prediction, I'm going to predict that the Saints will tie this week, nil nil. There you go. Yeah, are we doing game predictions or final thoughts? Final thoughts. There is no game. There's no game. Thank God. <laughs> so oh, you're telling me the Saints won't lose this week. They won't. They're not going to lose this weekend. Definitely not. Um, um, I'll go first. Quick final thought from me. Um, I know you guys aren't really interested in the World Cup anymore, but big weekend. Big weekend of football this weekend. England, France on Saturday night uh, for a place in the semi final. Uh, so, yes, it's coming home. James, it's called soccer. My final thought. It's not. It's football. We, we stayed in the tournament longer than you. It's football. Well, we just, we left before the consolation bracket. It's not, not, it, not important to us. You travel home to play in the cheese tostito bowl or something. Is that what you? Uh, is that what you did? Cheese, cheese tostito. tostito. <laughs> awesome. Whatever bowl it is, I don't know. Yeah. Um, big, uh, big announcement that came out of uh, college football and LSU was Keishon Booty returning to uh, LSU. Um, huge deal for him to return because um obviously he was slated as a top five or ten pick um did not have the season everybody suspected still going to probably be a high second round pick um the way receivers are valued this year um but 
the, he said all the right things. Um, I'm let's be clear. He's coming back to increase his value because NIL money plus first round money is better than second round money. Um, but he said all the right things about that. He's here for Brian Kelly. He's here for a championship. He's here for this team. He believes the way he wrote it is not a better recruiting thing that you can put out there for the transfer portal or for these guys that haven't committed the early signing periods coming up in a couple of weeks. Kayshawn Booty, somebody that everybody knew his name and knows his name, making the statement that he did is huge for LSU football. Um, I think it'll help us hold on to some people, and I think it'll have us uh, have a lot of success in the transfer portal again. Well, that's a good thing because that'll cover for Jack Beck transferring. I mean, he's the, he did he was yeah, he was good last year, year and it, a half ago. When Bish. when does the transfer portal open? Like when it, when it can December fifth sign. Yesterday, yeah, okay. Yesterday, a lot of a lot of players enter the portal around the country. There's going to be a lot of moving parts and people. Did know, I read it was like thirteen hundred players entered the portal? Wouldn't surprise me. There's also a late portal in May too, which that'll be actually probably our most important opening. Is it the portal to the multiverse? Yeah. The coldest Crawford entered the portal from what, Bama Nebraska. or Nebraska. That's where it was. Um, and he was he was highly recruited by LSU, so it's possible he could swing down this way. So, just with coaches getting fired and moving around, and it's just it's going to be basically college version of free agency. And just a quick version too. There, there's rumors that uh, UNLV, which is in Las Vegas, if anybody's not sure, is possibly thinking about offering Ed Orgeron their head coaching job. Yeah. That's a matter two finalists. He would be he would be um, stupid to take that. He's getting will, paid just shit ton of money to not do anything for the next five years. I will put my resume in to uh, be his translator so that the people of Nevada can understand what he's saying. Um, so I, uh, I, I, yeah, I'll follow him to the barbecues where uh, when the team's practicing on Saturday and he's at the barbecues in Las Vegas on the the pool tops of hotels. I'll uh, be there with him translating and making sure everything's okay. So what is he gonna say over there? Like, do it. <laughs> Hit me. Go Rebs. Or, aren't they rebels or rev? Where are they? Blackjack. <laughs> running rebels, aren't they? UNLV yeah. running rebels or something like that. I don't know. I, I haven't watched them since Larry Johnson played basketball there, so I don't yeah, know. I'm mean, sure that's that. He walks up to the he walks up to the roulette table. Tennessee rules. <laughs> Again, your your impressions astound us. <laughs> better and better. The new one every week. Um, my my final thought is similar to my final thoughts for the past few weeks, and will be the rest of the season. Um, we 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 fucking suck. Have we gone below a Falcons level for you? Below? No, I don't think you can go below a Falcons. Like you can be tied with the Falcons, but I don't think there's anything <laughs> below that. <laughs> yeah well the good no the good thing is if you're below the falcons then you're guaranteed to come back and win so it'd be good if we can actually bottom out below the falcons because then we'll make a triumphant comeback that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to make something you're making trying to make it uh i don't know i'm trying to make a falcon joke <laughs> uh, all right it is all falcon right. hate week officially i guess two weeks yeah, well, that's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading every week and telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. Follow us on Facebook, 
Look for Dome Patrol Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dome Patrol PCAST and at Dome Patrol UK. And then if you want to participate in game day chat, DM us on Twitter to get an invitation to the Dome Patrol Discord server. And if you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, we still have Dome Patrol Podcast. .com. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, division-winning donkeys. Good night, do that nation. Now I think I'm able to carry on.